who am I? That's not a secret I'll never tell. You know you love me. XOXO. Who the f*** is Gossip Girl? This is a weekly podcast where two Gossip Girl fans, Kate and Annie, make one fool who's never seen Gossip Girl, that's me, Gav, watch the entire thing. We finished season two, but before we start season three, we've got a special little episode where we interview one of the cast of Gossip Girl. In the most who the f*** is Gossip Girl move ever, our first ever interview and guest star is with a lovely man called Andrew Goldfarb. Now, he might not be immediately familiar to Gossip Girl fans, but Andrew was a core supporting cast member in some of the best episodes ever, like the Snowflake Ball episode. He's an extra, basically, and very patiently listened to us while he was in London, all the way from San Francisco, to tell us in amazing detail what it was like to be an extra on Gossip Girl. We have our first ever guest. <gasps> Mr. Blake Lively. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. My husband Ryan and I are really excited. <laughs> Andrew Goldfarb Hello. is on the podcast this week. I feel like We always talked about whether or not we would actually have a guest on and the what they would do. The most pathetic debut guest you could possibly have. I the don't know. least I think important we, person. We could have got someone more pathetic. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, there's like a caterer or something. The thing is, we joke about But they worked harder than I did. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do on Gossip Girl? Uh, I was an extra. Well, I was a core extra, and I can tell you what that means. Uh, for so, my first ever episode was the very, very last day of production, season one, and then I became core in season two. Worked through most of season three. And I did like one episode in season four. Yeah, as an extra. As, again, not speaking, totally insignificant. But what's the difference? What, so you say core extra. Obviously, we are people who do not work in people. the television yeah. industry. Yeah. So we don't know what that means. So when you're an extra, because I was a freelance writer after that. Okay. But when I was an extra, I was a full-time extra. That was my full-time job. And in America, I was in the union. I'm in Screen Actors Guild. And so that meant I could get insurance by, by maintaining the right number of days per year. Yeah. And so I had to hustle to make sure I was working whatever at 180 days or whatever it was. You would struggle to work uh, a full five day week because especially like the way filming works, if if, a, if your cast is a scene is like, let's say, a college student. Yeah. And it's a it's a nighttime scene outside. That means they can't start filming until, you know, 5 p.m., 6 p.m., whenever it gets dark, which means if you're a day by day contractor applying to other productions, I would risk it sometimes and I would begin to shoot at 5 p.m. Yeah. that I was assuming was only nighttime, which meant we would wrap by daytime. So I'd begin my day at 5 p.m., work whatever, a uh, 12-hour day on a show, and then immediately go to another set with a Jesus. 7 a.m. call oh time my and God. just do that. Um, so it, it's a really unorthodox, weird job. Yeah. But when you're core, you're very lucky. That means you work as a recurring character or, or you know, on, on 30 Rock, I was core as a page. <gasps> and so it meant you that- You were on 30 Rock? <laughs> Get Gossip uh, Girl. <laughs> Welcome to Thirty Rock Cast. Tell me yeah. more. Uh, oh my God, so you're I like Junior Kenny. As a page, which mm. in in Thirty Rock meant that I, whenever they were filming stuff that was set in the studio, yeah. I was guaranteed however many days per week of work. And if they told me we don't need you today, I could apply for other jobs. So for Gossip Girl, it was really nice because I was a high school student, which in season two, 
was like 80% of the scenes in that show. Yeah. Even though like they 80% of the cast were like 40 years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like the youngest person they were like actual high school students rather than Blake Lively who was like 50. Stop she it. Yeah. She was youthful. How old was she? She was like 20. 20 something. In her 20s. Still younger like than we are now. the same age as her. Yeah. Okay. What was the first episode you were ever in? I was in the season one finale for like literally a day. Okay. And I, I barely even remember it. I, I remember the location because... Uh, that location is where Snowflake Ball ended up being in season two. <sighs> and so we, we shot that in this exact same venue. Inside so when you scoops. say when you say you were in it for a day, how much screen time is that? Like a second? Uh, I mean, if even. <laughs> uh, like so many of the things I did were, you know, blurry. Like an extra, seriously, like we are props. Like we are human beings that <laughs> yeah. are used as props. So it's like there, you can be featured and you can be really prominent on screen or like, mm. like be a character who... Like there, there are so many shows I did where I was a, like someone's assistant or whatever, and you yeah. have to stand next to them and like nod and react, but they it, they have to pay you way more if you speak, so you have to be completely silent. Oh my god, yeah. we have literally pointed this out before. One of Chuck's conquests on the last episode we did actually. Oh yeah. She like kind of like shimmied into the doorway and was like. And she shimmied out again. <laughs> and I probably know who that is. Like, yeah. I bet you if I go back and watch, I would know exactly which extra that was. And it, it, like, it was you in a wig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Chuck's proudest conquest. How much more do speaking roles? Like, exponentially more. Because Seriously? Because the minute you're considered a principal performer, you get mm. royalties and you're eligible for so many other things. What if you speak? So yeah. even if you only have one line? Yeah, if you have one word. It, it, <gasps> it's not even just speaking. Like, um... So, man, we're getting really into the weeds, but yeah, uh, there's a thing called an omni, which is uh, if there are a certain number of people on screen speaking, like a, if you're protesting and all chanting, as long as multiple people are in the frame, you can still be an extra, even though your voice is on screen because so many people are in the frame at the same time. Right. But the, the big thing about being in the union, at the way to protect actors is that you can file a claim. So like when I was in 30 Rock, I'm, I'm really prominent in, in one of the shots, it's it's me and Steve Buscemi and I'm a, a page protesting, mm. but it's just the two of us on screen. So I was able to file a claim to try and get a credit as a principal performer you know, right. for that scene. And it's like, it wouldn't matter because you would be the 30th build. Like for TV, I don't think you would have ended up getting a lot, yeah. especially back then before the new media. Cause they've, I'm old and I haven't done this in forever. And so that was before the contracts now, which are for streaming and, and all this new media stuff. Back in the day, it was more for like, you would get royalties per disc printed of uh, DVD sales and things okay. like right. that was the thing to negotiate Jesus. for. Yeah. Were the other um, like extras nice? Cause I get, there's fucking, yeah. cause you were in the school scenes, right? Like mm -hmm. a lot of the school scenes, you were just in the background and stuff. Yep. Were the other extras nice? Yeah, and we're all, we were all very close. Like okay, it, cool. it, it was actually really incestuous because so many people would like date each other and hook nice. up with each other that mm. we had like our own. Just like Gossip yeah, Girl. Yeah, oh we it's have a like low rate gossip girl behind the scenes. Amazing. Yeah. Do you have We're just like... really sad and depressing gossip girl. <laughs> you know Jason, he's such a chuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you fucking wish, Jason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there was definitely that level of camaraderie, I think. Um, because we work together every day. It's like mm. any other job, you know, you get to know your coworkers. Because we were core extras. It was also incredible because there was yeah. this really just shitty, you know, click mentality of we all work together every day. And then there'd be someone not part of the core, like, you know, whatever, Gav's sick that day. And so they bring in some <gasps> other bearded guy to like replace him. Yeah. And we're all like, 
fuck that guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh this became this like, really weird, like, exclusionary thing. Yeah. Um, That's what we like as well. It's like human nature is so fucked up. I, it's yeah. crazy, right? It's horrible. And it, it's so, I came in because I wasn't in season one. And so, so many of the core, the, the core from season one, like a lot of them left when season one ended and they brought in a new core for season two. And so when I got there, like I, it, it really did feel like high school. Like it was like this really weird thing where like, I didn't feel like, like, am I, I in the real high school? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it was really, cause I was in my early twenties. Yeah. Um, very weird experience, a, v- a very weird, you know, essentially my first real job. Cause I yeah. didn't, you know, stupid, you know, whatever, you know, retail, whatever you do in high school. Yeah. And this is my first out of college, like, proper job was being an extra well this is the so, thing so like i think a lot i think most people take an extra job because they want to be actors and stuff and they want like experience of being on a set and stuff that's not you right you were taking no. it because you just wanted a job i was still in college in connecticut and indiana jones 4 shot in connecticut yeah and the the thing about being an extra in the u.s i i, I generally don't know how it works here but in the u.s like the only way you can do it is by getting into the union. Because right. if you're not in the union, the pay scale is crazy. Like like a non-union extra, they can pay you whatever they want. So they can pay you 30 bucks to yeah. work a 12-hour day. But once you're in the union, they have to pay you a certain amount for an eight-hour shift. Right. And then they have to, if they if it rains, you get extra money. <gasps> so you obviously found you. this out. Yeah, it's Sorry, like, why oh, are yeah. there no unions for like... I'm like my job, DJs. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Video game writers. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, we do have the NUJ. What's that? The journalism. Yeah, but that, like video games don't belong in there. Like in the I actual. I thought I didn't belong in there, but I'm totally welcome. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, so uh, that's the thing. Like, did you ever meet any people? <laughs> Gav's like, we're not to be about unions anymore, yeah. guys. <laughs> like, do you ever like? Should we unionize podcasts? <laughs> Podcast union? Yeah. Who are we railing against? Though? Us? We make we you want we me? Make yeah. We um, make nothing. What yeah. do I do? Call. <laughs> did was there like people who were on the set who obviously thought they were like actors? rather than extras. Oh, it was so sad. And that's why I eventually stopped doing it uh, years oh, later no. is because there were people that I would meet who were like, because mm. I was like, whatever, 23, mm. and I would meet like 45-year-old no. people. You didn't, and also you weren't doing yeah. it to, you weren't doing it to be an actor. To be exactly. okay, yeah, yeah. I, I totally stumbled into it because of Indiana <laughs> yeah. Jones. I uh, it, it was filmed in like an off-market. I lived in Connecticut, which meant I got these things called waivers that allowed me to enter the union really easily. Yeah. But in New York, it didn't work that way. Like people in New York would work years oh, trying no. to get into the union right. and so you would meet these people who were like waiting to be discovered who were like classically <gasps> trained actors uh, i can't take it i know it's too, yeah. it too sad i know Aww. yeah Maybe 45 year old actors in fucking constance uh uniforms <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 and that was just the main cast <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> oh man that, i think that's the like the thing that i always find really sad about going on like film sets or doing like junkets and stuff like that is the people who don't know their role yeah. in that entire thing. So you go in and you go, my role is to go in and do an interview for four minutes and then come out and go and get literally get out of those people's sight. They don't care about you anymore. And the thing that always, like when people like hang out in the junket room afterwards being like, oh yeah, like it was such a good interview. And you're like, go home. Just, yeah, just leave. Go home. Well, and that's the crazy thing is like, I, I worked whatever like, 
there were weeks where we'd work really long days. So I'm like, yeah. you know, in a, in a five day week, there was a chance I would be, you know, 60, 70 hours with these people. But it's not like I, it's not like I hung out with Blake Lively and I was like, what's up? What? Hey, Penn, Why? Hey, Blake. Cancel like, the podcast. Yeah. Well, and that, that's, <laughs> the funny thing to me is like, if you walked into a bar tomorrow yeah. and Blake Lively walked in, even though I worked on that show, for years of my life, yeah. you would be so much more likely to have a profound conversation with her than I ever was. Really? Because the way I was an extra, but I was also a stand-in, and what that meant was literally by design, by the time first team, they're called first team, that's like the talent, by the time they come in, get the fuck out of here. Like they don't need the stand-ins to be there at that point. Yeah. So, it's like, so when you're a stand-in, is that just for like lighting setup? That's exactly, like... it's like, again, you're a human prop. And so like they will find somebody who's roughly, it's like if you squint at somebody, like they kind of look like the person enough that they're the rough complexion and height. Okay, I'm you, I'm squinting you right now. I'm gonna say, bleh. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna say Rufus. In. Rufus, yeah. you must have been Rufus's stand-in. You're saying that point. like you didn't already know. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Uh, I did. So I was never. They had stand-ins that were like. Seriously, like like when you see a stunt double in Spaceballs or whatever, yeah. they had people who were really Spaceball. good matches. But if those people weren't around or if there was a reshoot day, I was like the really sad backup stand-in oh, for a yeah. couple people. So on a How did really, that feel? Not great. <laughs> it was like they would look at the – there were like, you know, eight extras in the room. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, oh, 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 my God, it's horrible. Fuck, we'll, yeah. take, that short, we'll take that short idiot. Like, we'll just take him oh, for I the day. Yeah. And so I would do uh, Serena's brother. I stood in for a few times. Rufus. Eric. And I, I love and, how you don't even say my character name. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're always just like, who's Eric? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We do oh, all yeah. the time. We're like, oh, oh shit, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Suicide Boy and I yeah. would yeah. Oh Did you ever like? Obviously, you're saying like most of the people like ignore you and stuff like that. But what was, what, 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 what was the like most memorable conversation you had with one of the cast? Uh, I'm forgetting her name. Oh no, I'm not forgetting her name. Jessica Shore, who like Vanessa. Okay, yeah. Uh, was so incredibly sweet to us. Like Aww. she was genuinely so nice. And really. Then, you know, you know why? Because she plays a fucking loser. <laughs> she's not a loser. She's not A team. She she's like, like, she's like, like Z team yeah. or like fucking. I mean, Z team. I don't. I think in the entire time I worked in the show, I may have never had a conversation with Taylor Momsen. Like, I don't think she ever acknowledged Taylor us. Taylor Momsen. Uh, she's Jenny. 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 Yeah, because she was like in a band at the time. She was yeah. like really like. She, she was in the Grinch, so she was a legit star guy. Yeah. I also feel like she was quite young. And like when you're Definitely. when you're that young, especially in season one and two, yeah. like yeah, yeah, she's a baby. I don't think anyone's ever mean. And I heard all these really cute stories. I just wasn't, you know, like no, I mean, you know, like memorable. Like, what was a memorable interaction you had with someone? Well, to Vanessa. start, I would say Vanessa was really nice to us as a snowflake ball. Uh, I remember the <laughs> it's snowflake ball where she gets the light shined on it. You can see her knickers. Oh. Isn't snowflake ball? Oh no, maybe it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these things that are on the table are called sides. Yeah. Um, and what those are are they're script pages for the day that the actors get. And I remember this is really stupid, but um, <laughs> this is an insignificant spoiler. I'm sorry. You could have guessed this happened. There's Fine. a prom at some point in a future okay, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh and, my and, god! In a prom episode, um, I had sides on me because I had done one scene of stand-in, and Chase Crawford. Didn't have his sides on him. Who's Chase Crawford? Uh, Nate. Nate. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And I heard him say, shit, I don't have my sides. And I was like, this is my moment. Oh. And I walked up and I went, hey, <laughs> and I just handed him sides. Like oh. I didn't say anything. You didn't even say anything? Too terrified to say a word to him. But I went, that's really bored. I just reached out and they took them and went, thanks. 
And, I was and like, then were you like, your yeah. eyes are so dreamy. And I was just sweating. Yeah. <laughs> I threw up. And then, and then he was like, yeah, get this motherfucking sweaty guy away from me. <laughs> the short weirdo touched what me. What are these signs? He stole my signs. <laughs> but I did hear all these, like, because I was an extra, I wasn't quite on that level. Like, there, was, there were people who were the core stand-ins who were mm. there every day. And, like, you would hear all these cute stories, like, at the end of season two, uh, Blake Lively bought like an iPod for her stand-in, and you yeah. know they would they would like do these sweet she things would. that like they appreciated the work that they did. Did oh Rufus God, ever buy you an iPod? No, Rufus didn't give me shit. Rufus didn't buy you an iPod. Yeah. What? Rufus doesn't have any money. He's poor. <laughs> I also wasn't even his. The, the ironic thing too, I lived at, in Williamsburg at the time on yeah. Bedford Avenue, which is like the the hipster <laughs> oh central. Yeah, and they would film scenes set in Rufus's gallery yeah. on Bedford Avenue in Brooklyn, but they filmed in Queens, which uh. for like New York meant I left the place it was based on, <laughs> traveled for an hour to be in a fake version of the place I had just left, which is the most New York shit in the world. <laughs> oh That's amazing. That is really good. <laughs> so stupid. What was Rufus like? He seemed really nice. I mean, again, like I, I think our the limited interaction we have with him, he would just, you know, the people who acknowledged that you were human were the ones who were nice. The, the people who just would shove. Yeah, past I mean, you like your most memorable yeah. moment is like Chase you? Crawford saying thanks. So <laughs> barely saying thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> saying thanks for my extremely weird gesture because if I had just waited eight seconds, thirty PAs would have just rushed out and handed yeah. him the sides. Obviously, and also you didn't have sides for that scene. Then you had, you had to go up somebody yeah. like I don't have my sides. Like motherfucker, <laughs> yeah. this guy again, uh, unprofessional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, mean, I gave my sides to Chase Crawford. Sure, you did. Rookie. <laughs> I never had a really bad experience with anyone from the Good. cast. We would have somebody who was there for like one scene. It's like the waiter. Like all of us are extras playing a waiter. And then there's one waiter who's principal who has a line. And that waiter would be so shitty to the extras. Oh this is so God. much like Dan yeah. in the last yeah. episode I mean, we watched when he yeah. was a cater waiter. <laughs> it really is. It's like the there's a weird power dynamic, right? Where like people who are principal who aren't like the people who are famous don't give a shit it, yeah. it's yeah. their job you know it's their day job and they're used to it and they're professionals and then they're the people who like feel i have to milk this now because yeah, exactly. yeah. they yeah. know that it's their 15 minutes and so like a lot of the day players are really shitty to us oh um my god i don't really like the crew honestly i i miss that crew because we would yeah. work with them there was basically you know first team is the talent and so like we would have second team for like stand-ins and then there are the extras who don't matter but you would deal with um there's AD assistant directors. You matter. Don't oh. worry. You, you matter. matter to us. You matter to us. Hey. You're first team on yeah, the first. Yeah, for this show. Until <laughs> Blake Lively comes in. Once Blake Lively hears that Rufus's yeah. stand-in is on the podcast, yeah. she's going to be like, hello. Yeah. This episode gets <laughs> Finally, deleted. my moment to shine. <laughs> I'm just looking at some of the questions we've written down. One of them is, what sort of costumes were you in? Who wrote that? I wrote that. Like, what were you wearing? I didn't mean, it sounds weirder when you're like, ooh, costumes. But they, like, you're an actor, you wear costumes. Yeah. He was in um, the fucking Sherlock Holmes film yeah. and he showed me a picture of him earlier in like a, a full on like, like, like a, 1800s Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> fucking amazing. Was this the Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. Sherlock Holmes oh film. Apparently the deal was they, they shot it mostly here, but Guy Ritchie was going through his divorce with Madonna. Oh, and so they moved Happy the birthday. entire Madonna. production to a soundstage in New York for a week <gasps> while he was like going through divorce proceedings. Fair play. So apparently that was the week we all worked as extras. <laughs> but he lives, he's from London. I don't understand. But maybe he, he lived in He should have got LA. London or in I think divorce. she might have yeah. lived in New York or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so what... <laughs> No, so what non-Bobby costumes I, did I you wear? I mostly only wore, what is it, St. Jude's? Like, yeah. I only wore, they were, they took it very seriously that, like, 
only when they were desperate would they allow anyone from the core to play another character. Okay. And so it was funny because they're... I'm into that idea, though. Like, they were just like, right, no, Andrew can't be here because he's in St. Jude's. We would never have someone yeah. from St. Jude's in this club, in this blazer. Or something. And that's the thing, like, they, yeah. took it, they took that continuity... Incre- like I mean, so much more. I'm fucking than you so into that idea. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. I mean, there's not a lot of other continuity. In my <laughs> hey, that's enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love how they're like, okay, well, the act. Well, we really need to yeah. focus on this. We can't yeah, have the actors. We can do whatever we fucking yeah, want and everything else. Plot, the script. Yeah. It's, it's just well, fair, fair game. But, but that's what's so crazy is like that was when being core worked against you because yeah. because I was part of the core that meant I was guaranteed any day in the high in school. Jews, yeah. But I was not guaranteed any like if there was an episode that was really heavily in their apartment or in the gallery or in anything that's not the Why high school. Why do they need extras in the gallery? Yeah. It, people it was, buying coffee. There's no yeah. one there. Yeah. Like two people that's ever bought so, coffee. <laughs> you joke, but uh, there's a show <laughs> called Life on Mars with Jason Amara that was on for one season. And I got called one day. The, the thing when you're an extra is uh, they call it like a wear one, bring two where that means you will have three outfits on that day. You'll be in three different scenes. So you have to wear an outfit, and that's your first outfit, and then you bring two additional outfits, and they have to pay you per change that you have. Awesome. But and you have to was, provide your own clothes. That is crazy. Yeah, we generally wore our own clothes for, oh. because Ooh, for them to, in, unless it was a period piece or something like like the Bobby costume. Unless he was a Bobby. Yeah, like so that be, obviously wasn't a costume. I was like, oh, yeah, I have that. Don't worry, guys. Yeah, I've got my Bobby costume. <laughs> but because of that, there were extras who were crazy about it and would like purchase an off authentic New York City police uniform specifically to be able to put on their resume I own a New York City police uniform right. Right. because then they're more like you've seen in this it's yeah, so yeah. fucking wild yeah. yeah it's it's a crazy it, it's so cutthroat and competitive that like yeah. that really gave you an edge if you didn't need to go through wardrobe because there were things where I was an extra blurry in the it's background crazy, I'm yeah. not even in the final thing where I got paid for two fitting days yeah. so they could fit me in a police uniform <gasps> for me to be blurry in the background for a single frame yeah. in one arbitrary scene in one arbitrary episode yeah. and so it really wardrobe was I would imagine one of the most budget conscious departments where yeah. if I can say I have a perfectly fitted, authentic 2012 New York police outfit that saves them so much time and budget yeah. that like that person becomes more appealing. So it, there are all kinds of weird yeah. shit like that. I have a question that's about where, that's your... where money. That's where the money goes because have you been to the Harry Potter? Um, have you been to the Harry Potter yeah, like studio when, like, tour? Opening no. fucking week. So the, in the Harry Potter go? studio go right tour, now? it's amazing. Been. I want to go. But this, in this Harry Potter studio tour, you go through and then they go. This is this amazing throne that like two people it was their full-time job making it for like nine months like these two people <laughs> so all they did was make this for throw. two years and then there's a video that shows you how long is in harry potter for and it's literally like dumbledore's walking through his office and he walks past it for about two and a half seconds Two people worked on that for nine months. But that's what's even crazier. You have to create the world. I know, and I love that. I think that's amazing, but, but the same you can time, see why movies have a budget like, of like, then yeah. then like hundreds of millions on. of dollars. Yeah. But then think about the fact that like two people worked on that throne for nine months and then that scene got cut. And it's <laughs> like, imagine there are people who literally don't see their families for weeks and months yeah. and then it goes to nothing. Yeah. But so there are these wardrobe restrictions. I, I worked in a show called Life on Mars where I had to wear one, bring six, 
which is psychotic. That means seven I didn't have changes. Six outfits. Exactly. And I was like, I was like, what the hell? And I was the only <laughs> extra working. I hope you like someone in black jeans and black t-shirts. I, know. I, was, I was like, what could this possibly be? So I showed up with a literal suitcase and I was like, man, this I must be so featured. I'm gonna get upgraded. It's gonna oh, be crazy. Shit. And then because you would get a number. So you would be like number 135 or whatever it was. Yeah. And there were that day I was like number one. And I I was like, oh my God, like I'm, this is it. This is my big break. And I'm I got basically there. the star. And what it ended up being was a scene in a uh, in in someone's private office. It was two principal actors, and they were in front of a fogged glass door. Right. And they just needed me to walk back and forth and change outfits, so it looked That's like there was people. traffic in the hallway. Oh my god! And, and, that, and like, and in no world, not only was it like it was fog glass, so you couldn't even see me, but it was also out of focus. So it's like. In no world would my silhouette even be recognizable. And that was 12 hours of my life. And that's but you got like, paid for seven changes, though. In the prime of my youth. Yeah, that's true. I did get paid for seven yeah. changes. How, like, nice. can, yeah. I, can I ask how much per change? I think it, it's like $4,000. Yeah, uh, for the first change, it was a dollar. The second change, it was $500. The third yeah. change, it was 8000 No, it, yeah. it, but it did scale up like that. So yeah. I, I, don't, I honestly don't remember the rate for changes, but like meal penalties were a thing where like, you would Jesus. have to be paid after, I think it was six hours, they have to feed you. And if they don't feed <laughs> I don't you. I don't even get this fucking DJing. <laughs> so what it's like. This bullshit. We hear this all the time when Annie gets back from like a DJ job and be like, yeah, um, <laughs> well, where did you go? Oh, we won't say where you went the other day, but it was at a really, really lovely restaurant. Oh. And we were like, holy shit, are you going to get to get food? She was like, yeah, I'm getting dinner at the end of it. And basically, instead of like giving the, f- the amazing food that everyone goes to this restaurant for, all the staff get essentially gruel. It's like <laughs> a big pot oh of curry. God. Just they, porridge. They just give all the. It's like everyone gets curry, and yeah, I was like, I think I can have as much as curry as I want. But I was like, I thought I was having this thing. Um, yeah, I had two plates, but. <laughs> yeah. Like, you I was like, get, I'm yeah. fucking hungry and like it's. Also, free. they put you DJ right next to them. Oh my god, it was a buffet. <laughs> Anyway, enough of that. I was crying. But like, it's fine. They gave me all the booze, so. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Meal penalties work like exponentially. So like, okay. they have to feed you after six hours. If it's half an hour past that, you get whatever it is, you know, $25. And then if it's another half hour, you get 50. And then the next half hour is 100. And then 200. Jesus. And then, so like, the longer Wait, it goes. Wait, they pay you in lieu of having food. Because it's, it's called a meal penalty. And so. For that oh, reason. Oh, I take that. Jesus. And then on top of that. So like. <laughs> you're this taking is, it like you didn't even want it when you yeah. were DJ. And they were like, <laughs> and you, you don't even get paid for them starving you. <laughs> you're like, I would take that. <laughs> the insane thing is the way. Sorry, this is getting really nerdy and into numbers. But no, the, we're into the way it. it worked at the time, you would get whatever it is, 150 over eight. Yeah. Which meant it wasn't an hourly rate, but it meant that if you worked eight hours or less, if you worked one minute or eight hours, you get $150. Right. Which is like not a great rate. But if you work nine hours, then suddenly you do have to do the math, and 150 divided by eight is your hourly rate. Yeah. And then for that ninth hour, for that one hour, you get time and a half. Okay. So hours nine through 12, you're getting time and a half. So whatever your hourly rate is, it's 1.5. If you hit 12 hours, Everything after that 12th hour, you get double time. Oh, my God. Which means you were getting whatever that hourly rate is times two. If you hit 16 hours, which is what we wanted to hit, it's called golden time. And <laughs> golden time was It's fucking called ching time? Yeah. So the way golden time works is you get your daily rate per hour, <gasps> which means beginning in the 16th hour, you are making $150 per hour. Jesus. But wow. then on top of that, you get things that go on your base. 
So rain pay is called wet pay or smoke pay. Yeah, goes on your base. So it's What's a twenty five percent. So it meant if there was like haze or if it's a scene involving like cigarettes or something. What the fuck? And and those things stack. So if it's raining He's like, out, one day I didn't eat for nine days. <laughs> no, I, I worked, Set me up for I life. Made five. I worked on a movie called Salt with Angelina Jolie, <laughs> and our scene was on a boat, which meant they didn't have catering, and so we were just at sea, and we we got like eight meal penalties. It was fucking amazing. Oh I my got like God. so. They had these uh, things called. I, I assume they don't have them here. They're called Uncrustables. Oh, they're what's these, an Uncrustable? Mm. They're these incredibly sad uh, frozen peanut butter and jelly sandwiches <gasps> that are like. Crimped. They're these really sad, round peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with no crust. So it's like someone took bread, cut off the crust, and then pressed them into a circle. That's like what why were, does that like, exist? It's like what they were feeding the girl who was in the fucking tunnel inside of the lamps. Like I'm gonna give her enough food so she stays alive, but I want her to get really saggy. Like that sounds fucking horrible. So they had those. Those did not count as a meal by union rules. Yeah. Quite right, too. Just going up to someone and being like, "Hey, uh, I'm Andrew. Uh, I'm number one, two, four. Can I get my uncrustables <laughs> yeah. for this hour, please?" Oh Does sound like being this in prison. Okay, so talk about Chase Crawford. Chase Crawford. You, you really had nice. a lovely time with him. We've had that. I also worked. So. Is the, he that beautiful is, in real life? Number one, yes. Oh number two, I will tell you, this is the most mundane story I could possibly tell. Mate, we love that. mundane. We love it. We love it. So I We're British. On, we live for mundane. I was core on Gossip Girl for all of season two and three. And then there was the off season where the show wrapped. And I was about to go bragging, but it's like, yeah. literally why we got him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, wow. bragging. Brag about it, asshole. <laughs> uh, so I, I did all those seasons. And then in the off season, I work on movies and other shows and whatever. And in the off-season from Gossip Girl, I worked on a Joel Schumacher movie called 12, which is based on a novel. It's about a bunch of, you know, high school-age kids doing drugs and just being shitty in New York, basically. But Chase Crawford is in that movie, and I was an extra for maybe two days on that film. And he pointed at me, (gasps) and he was like, hey. And he didn't say anything. But the fact that he recognized me made my fucking five years. Like, just the fact that he was like, that weird short man yeah. is a man I have seen before. I am going to point to him and speak to him like an animal. Oh, <laughs> a lot to oh me. my God. Wait, he like, literally just said, hey. He went, hey. And that was it. It's yeah. like Aww. the opposite of what I do with famous people, which is I go, ha! Nope, famous. Yeah. You are famous. That's, you are that's definitely me famous. With, that's me with dogs. I see a dog in the street. I'm like, oh, oh. And the like, hey, please get away from my pet. Let's dial this back a second. Who have you done that with? Famous I people. literally did that at the airport in Barcelona in June when I was going to the baggage carousel and Lauren from Churches was walking the opposite direction. Oh, my God. Churches. Yeah. I had even seen her on my flight and gone, oh, that's Lauren from Churches. And I was walking past her and I was like, ha, ah, <laughs> Did she see you do it? Yeah. She totally did. Like, we were the only two people in that it, area. Is it because oh. you recognize these people and you think Yeah, it's just because you're just like, oh, I know your oh. face. I know you for some reason, but and, I don't know quite why. Yeah. It, it's such a weird feeling to meet a celebrity because, especially if it's someone you've like followed interviews of or something, because yeah. you think you know them and they have yeah. no idea who you are. Yeah. And so you know, you're like, oh, Barcelona, you come here every summer, huh? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Hi, I'm Lauren. Who the fuck are you? You know, yeah. it's like a really bizarre yeah. feeling. I've she, done it before like, when I've to like. To be inter- fair to her, she was a bit like, huh? I think we both a bit, were a bit like, oh, oh no. no. She was like, that's Kate for my flight. That's Kate. She was slagging <laughs> yeah. us off on Twitter. You were like, <laughs> the mother we share, we're just sweating. Blake Lively. 
What's she like? She generally seemed very cool. I told the iPod story already, and yeah. I like that story a lot. Uh, also, but she didn't buy you an iPod. There was, yeah, she didn't buy me fucking, fucking shit, bitch. number one. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> to be fair, you're married to fucking Deadpool. Come on. <laughs> also, you weren't her standard. <laughs> I, I was. Like, I, I feel was like you're standard. the wrong height for I, her standard. I brought a blonde wig every day just because <laughs> she, uh, there's this, a thing I remember, I guess it's an unflattering story, but it's like weirdly- About you or her? Endearing, about her. Okay. Uh, there was a scene where like between <laughs> takes where she burped a bunch, like like getting it out of her system before a take. Yeah. And it was like eight of us. Cause like the thing about that set, it looks so much bigger than it is, but there's like the courtyard at yeah. what is it, Constance Billiard or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Uh, the courtyard is the size of the room we're in right now. It is right. not big at all. And massive. on top of that- Absolutely massive. It, there are lights everywhere. There's no ceiling. There's like a thousand lights and cameras from every angle. And so when you're in that room, it's actually incredibly hot and claustrophobic and, and they couldn't fit that many people in there. So when we were in the big exterior scenes, there were 25 of us, but they would send 18 of those people back to holding and have a much smaller group that was right. in the courtyard because it's a much smaller set. And so when we were in that room, you heard everything. So if mm. anyone had a conversation, like even the principals, like you could pretty easily hear what they were saying. Shit. And so there was, I remember- It's like an unwritten rule between extras where you're like, you don't tweet about that shit. Like, I, I mean, no. and that was kind of before Twitter. Like I made my yeah. Twitter account- To slag June. off Blake Lively. <laughs> yeah, my Twitter account was Gossip Girl Pro. <laughs> I mean, like- I, Gossip I, Girl full real. I was, also, I was also a super shithead and like definitely like the one rule of being an extra. I'm such a shitty extra, but like the one rule is like, don't be an asshole and like take pictures on yeah. set or anything. I totally took pictures. Like, oh my God, do you have any pictures from Gossip Girl? Yo, totally, yeah. Wait, I, I want to hear this Blake Lively thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, 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 sorry. We'll yeah, yeah. We'll Just that she uh, was like talking about having to burp and, and she would just belch so loudly in between takes. And it's like just the most gross, unattractive <laughs> thing, but it's also really endearing that yeah. she didn't give a shit and just did it in front of that many people because it was just like, well, I'm professional and I'm not gonna fucking belch in the middle of a take. Yeah. So I'll belch in front of you loser extras just yeah. to get out of my system. But it's like, I, I never got the impression she was shitty. Leighton Meester too, like her character, like Blair, is such a, like Blair is a bitch, like as her Whoa. personality. I'm not <laughs> saying, but it's like Blair like She's a bitch knows, in certain context. That's the thing, it's like, like she's principled, right? Like she stands for what she stands for. But in person, like it's a character, you know. Yeah. In person, she never seemed like she was anything but nice yeah. to everyone around her. I love I don't, her. I really feel like that the standout for me was Jessica Shore. Like she really, especially during the so Vanessa. Ball, yeah. Mm. Okay, yeah, she walked around and like really gave a shit about everybody and like asked her what we were doing, like made conversation and like that is so rare. Like to actually walk around and be like, so the snowflake ball is really funny. If <laughs> music is playing in the scene, the way it works is if we're dancing to a song, there's no music playing, right? They play four seconds of the song so that oh, you get used to the beat no. and then you have to keep dancing but the music's not playing oh. because they have to capture the audio this is why i could not be an extra and so we're all just like oh what song these, do like, they play like, i'd rather be dead than do this well and that's the crazy thing the song they play is usually like a licensed song so we'll be oh, dancing yeah. to like a real song but then when the episode airs they use like killer tracks. They use like yeah. like the whatever the public domain song is with a similar. That's beat. why everyone looks so stupid when they dance. That's yeah. exactly it. So like all the extras are dancing to like Jay Z, oh but they want to pay for Jay Z. So instead yeah. they use like some shitty dude synth band that they spend eight dollars for. <clears throat> Shit, you know. But so what did Vanessa do when she came around when you guys were dancing? She was just like, "How's everybody doing?" And like would make small talk between, which sounds like. Did she dance over? Oh yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it's because she knows she's so close. 
she's like on the border of being well, a princess. Well, <laughs> yeah. But you just like, yeah. on the clothes of being yeah. like, gone down. This could be me. Like, you're demoted to extra. We cut all of your lines. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, to be she fair, is she essentially was... girl who runs Rufus's gallery. Yeah. Yeah. Also, show. she was only meant to be in three episodes. I just hit my microphone, sorry. She was only meant to be in three episodes and then they like were like, oh, actually... You're really nice to the extras. She's you can hot as shit. Let's yeah. keep her on. <laughs> she well, I, I think she's by far the, mo- the most attractive oh, woman she's a on that major show. Oh, she's yeah. I think we, major we, we, we had, we had a question. Sorry, yeah. We had a question the other day that was like, uh, who in the entire cast would like you be friends with? Would you have sex with? And do you hate? It was hate. No, it was yeah. none of those hate, things. It bang. was enemy, is friends. It, is it? <laughs> Crush, it's not like crush. it's not yeah. fuck Mary kill. No, it no, was a girl. It was so enemy friends crush. Enemy friend crush. Enemy would be Chuck, I guess. Yeah, yeah. fuck Chuck. But and also, then, I think I said he was my crush. Wait, was it enemy friend. friends and crush? Best friend, probably, probably. Friend would be like Serena's Butler. <laughs> Like, Serena's butler like Serena's or the butler. maid or whatever Dorota. Oh, Dorota. yeah Dorota, Blaise yeah. butler I was just about to ask you if you had any interactions <gasps> yeah, with Dorota no because we're all in the high school yeah. so yeah. I, never, I was never even on the she set came into the room. Room. she went in the high school once yeah. spy Dorota she brought all the phones in when they yeah. were banned anyway Dorota and I dated for 11 years <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, have you ever used the fact that you were in Gossip Girl as a chat up line not to start, but it's definitely been everyone I've dated <laughs> since that time. It's definitely been brought up for sure. Especially if, like, if I'm on a first date and a girl's like, "I love Gossip Girl," I'm not just gonna not mention. Yeah, it. yeah. But, I, but you I've wouldn't never, bring it up. But I'm also I don't have the confidence in general to walk up to a woman. End of sentence. Hey, but baby, also, you like Gossip yeah, Girl? Exactly, I, I would never walk up to a woman in the bar and be like. How's it going? Do you like Gossip Girl? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, if you did, you'd be really impressed by this. It's like a photo of me blurry behind an actor. Like, yeah. Also, like, you didn't have a beard in any of those scenes. So, yeah. like, it literally does not look Every, like you yeah. whatsoever. And that's why, so, but, like, to be fair, my biggest strength and the reason. Hey, baby, you like this? Yeah. That's me. She's like, like no. Like, that's, 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 that's Blake Lively in a sponge. Uh, <laughs> I have one more question, which okay. is. Did you realize when you were in it how big it was? So, I mean, yes, only because, and it was never like that. It's not like working on like, I don't know, what a bad example, but like The Big Bang Theory or something where like, you know, it's the biggest show on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I came in at the end of season one, having never seen that show. And I worked literally one day of whatever, the 12 days of season one. I was just a, a rando extra. But because I didn't, you know, vomit on myself or murder someone, they were like, okay, you're fine. You can come for season two. <laughs> but that was months later. And so in that gap after season one ended, out of pure curiosity, I was like, well, I'll watch the pilot and it's going to suck and I won't give a shit. And then the pilot's generally great. I think the yeah. Gossip Girl pilot in episode two, those two episodes together, generally, unironically, I think are great. Yeah. Like, I really think those are good. So then in the off season, I really got into it and I watched season one. And so they called me to be on season two. I was suddenly <clears throat> a fan. really starstruck and a fan. Yeah. yeah, it was like suddenly it meant a lot more to me by that yeah. point. So like it was it was a really funny thing where by the time I came in season two and I didn't work on episode one of season two, I started a little further in. It was probably like episode four or five, which like that means it was like five weeks in, you know, because a standard episode might be eight days, nine days, 11 days, 12 days. Like it, it took time to to do one of those. So by the time I came in, season two was well underway. 
And so when I became part of the core late in the game, it really was crazy because I, I probably replaced someone who left. And so it, it felt very clickish, and it took me a while to be part of that to break crew. into it. Yeah. yeah. But I knew the show by that point, and I'd been keeping up with it. And by the time we filled episode whatever, six or whatever episode I started on, season one or episode one had already premiered. So I was kind of keeping up with it as it went. It was, it was really surreal. Mm. Is that too detailed? No, 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 it was great. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll just pop that in after every yeah, question. Let me, give you, let me give you, when you want to edit out my burger responses, thank you. <laughs> yes. Just say like each of the cast, like blur. Oh, mate, that was so good. This sounds fucking horrible. It's, it's the most, and that was my job for, what, three and a half full years of my That's adult the thing. life. I think it's like this mad thing where you don't matter at all, but at the same time, they literally could not make the show without you, which yeah. is not fun. And that's the thing, you're you're extremely important, but also not important at all. Yeah. Like, I know it's not fucking Blake Lively, but we had such a good time recording that with Andrew and learning about what being an extra on something like Gossip Girl actually entails. And if you like that, you can drop us a little rating and review on iTunes, or even better, just tell someone who likes Gossip Girl about our podcast and make them listen to it, not make them listen to it, like suggest that they listen to it, maybe. You can also email us at gossipgirlpod at gmail.com, and we're on Twitter at gossipgirlpod. You can also find Andrew uh, on Twitter at Garfep, which is G-A-R-F-E-P. I'm not going to lie, um, he doesn't tweet about Gossip Girl that much, but if you like Pokemon and dogs, then you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who's as good as him on Twitter. If you're watching along, the next episode will actually be the first episode of Season 3, Reversals of Fortune, where the Humphreys clan have, weirdly enough, let Fortune go to their head, and it turns them into even bigger dickheads. Who would have thought? <laughs>